Okay, here we go. This is uh, After Party 23. 23. 2-3, baby. That's right. We're going to talk about session 69. He knows nice. a lot. Ooh, what? 69, yeah. <laughs> 70, text and tats. 71, humble abode. Aww. I struggled with the names for these three. <laughs> this, yeah, what? He knows a lot. You, you, for the life of the, not, none of you could figure out what that's referring to? Um, I gotta remember what the episode was. <laughs> he knows a lot. Are you fucking uh, kidding me? <laughs> that starts no. off. <laughs> is, I think. I, I, I honestly don't know what it's referring to. I'm. <laughs> it has to, it has to do with Shaft, right? No, it refers to the cultist that you had captured. Oh. Sitting there listening okay. to your 20 minute I got that written down here. And we were like, yeah, I got oh, that written down to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, I, I said he listened in on the conversation about the Tritons, the Deep Scions, the Paladins, the Kraken. He knows about everything. And then we handed him over. Yeah, I made the note that we keep talking in front of people who we shouldn't be talking in front of. Yeah, we should have learned that lesson after Chucky, right? He's definitely telling the elders what's up. Oh, wow. That's an old lesson that, yeah, Falzern and Shaft should have learned forever ago. We're going to run into the yeah. elders, and we're going to be like, how do you know that? And they're going to be like, the cultist that you captured. Hello. <laughs> okay, text and tats. Oh, I mean, that's all right. Well, that, that one's self-explanatory. The tats? What's the text? Text was us in the library, dude. The text oh. is all the books you guys are reading. I'm sorry, Got I it. was thinking phone text, and I'm like, we don't have cell phones. Such a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> Never been called that. You're, you're not a millennial. <laughs> I know. Very aware. You guys made me very aware of that earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. <laughs> gonna be like that <laughs> i don't think emma's, emma's old enough to be a boomer i don't think not even i don't close. think john is either technically i don't even no, know you're, what age a boomer is but i don't think you're old our enough parents are boomers bo- <laughs> my, my brother made it i'm not old <laughs> enough to be your parents oh man eh, i mean not maybe, quite no anyway. <laughs> moving right along what generation are you emily x oh okay generation that makes sense x. <laughs> All right. Last one, Humble Abode. I can only assume that's the little, that's the two story, two bedroom Not so humble, humble Abode. With the warm ale <laughs> extra and bedrooms. the fermented cheese. I, I called it, uh, I called it that reading the episode. Yeah. My humble <laughs> Very abode. nice. Yes, but of course, Falzern is, in a more general sense, home. Well, true. Yes. Okay, take it away. Falzern, you got the notes. I've got a few things down, but I'll, I do I'll have you, some uh... some notes. But I I'm known to have um, severely um, a terminal case of short term memory loss. Yeah, you almost forgot what that was called. <laughs> I did. I couldn't think of what the word was. So in '69, um, that's where we arrive on Heraklion, if I'm not mistaken. We um, get up into Port Heraklion, which uh, I don't know if it was in '69 or '70, but either. Whichever it was, I apologize that I referred to it as Port Randis at least a couple times. Yes, you did. Yeah, we did not go to Port Randis. We went to Port Heraklion. 
So we we arrive <laughs> well, I mean, on the dock. It starts it starts with the tossing over of bodies and Shakara yeah, you picking clean up the ship up a little bit. Right. Picking up Danzig yes. and yeah. dropping them on Can the we poop just deck. And say I just want to point out Danzig is transforming into something which is not going to be a good thing. Yeah, we know. So why didn't you kill him? Nothing good is going to come from this. And I wish I had killed him, and then Shaft would have not had a decision to make. It would have been done, and we wouldn't have to worry about it. Now we have this thing. Somewhere in a barrel, yeah, that's gonna metamorphosize and become something massively more powerful that we won't be able to defeat again. I think uh, you made the right decision because I think we'd have one less character that we'd be talking. About. We'd be introducing a new character. Yeah, Shaft would leave. I think if you killed him. Uh, I no, think he's Shaft saying he would leave. kill me. Somebody he would try to kill me. Wait, hold on. You think <laughs> Shaft? Oh. Him. Down. I was gonna say you think Shaft versus Shakar? You'd take her. Well, he didn't say which. Who would be rolling a new character? I just think somebody I, would be. I dead. didn't say that, and I also didn't say necessarily that he would be taking her on one on one either, or that he'd be fighting her right then. Shaft is not necessarily the kind of guy you want to. Ooh, you're uh, gonna poison her! I see how have this on is. your bad side. Yeah, there's all kinds of things that could happen. Hey, there's there's lots of stuff that's uh, going to be happening in the future here. Who who knows what pointing turning points could have happened? Yeah, Boy, that know. would. Oh man, I'm just now going through alternate timelines and things that listener hasn't heard. <laughs> this is the darkest <laughs> timeline. Oh my goodness, my, my my brain is spiraling now. But I also don't think she would just kill him. Right there, either. Right, in a barrel. I just don't think that would be something that, that you it's would It's like shooting do. Danzig in a barrel, you know? I would also advise the four of you maybe to go back and listen to all of the times that you were interacting with the barrel and some of the descriptions that I, that I gave. It might have been a, a bit of information that probably good if you all were aware of. You might have you might get a better sense of what exactly is kind of going on with it, but it, it's just one it's one of many things that get lost in the in the details, really. I yes, I'm remembering now. You mentioned that he was in like a briny water, so I think probably he's he's turning into like a feta cheese. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yes, he is becoming the crumble for a great Greek salad. Oh, right. that's fantastic. And, Nobody wants to mess with that. You so. know, when I originally thought in Falzern's backstory of the island of Heraklion, I was inspired by Greece. So it's coming full there circle. You go. Well, I mean, Heraklion was the the invention. They, uh, its members invented the shepherd's pie with feta cheese. Yes, yes, quite right. It's very Athenian in the fact that the knowledge centers in the center. I picture this like pantheon type built. You know what I mean? So. I th- I see what you're saying. Where, where were we with the summary again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I apologize. I was skipping some things. Yeah, it, we started out with with us trying to hastily um, clean up the evidence of all of this massacre, fighting, and and um, killing of all these these uh, bad guys on the ship. So we hurled them over the edge. Um, Shakira. Oh gosh. Went, Bill. Sorry, that was accidentally. <laughs> I wrote down here she, and I wrote the word car, and then an A at the end, so I'll (laughs) say it right. Shikara. Um, Went down uh, along with Falsey. They took a peek in the barrel, and Shikara was intent on taking some action with this Danzig in the barrel, and so she ended up pulling him out, to which Shaft objected, obviously, to anything being done to him. 
I think I handled that quite well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, because you didn't agree with me that he needs to not be in the barrel where he, we need to stop this process of him changing. There are several things in these episodes where Shakara, to me, was very young, which I originally mistook as being kind of gozery chaotic, but it actually was like, she's young. She's just like, this is weird. Pick him up. Like, I'm in the library. I'm tired. Are there coloring books? You know, just like there was like young, <laughs> there was some youngness to Shakara in these episodes. I found it entertaining. How, how old is Shakara again? She's... 15. Only in her teens, yeah. She's adult for a dragonborn. She said that right. a million times, just like you can swim fast yeah, and but... hold your breath. <laughs> I don't think I said it as many times as he said well, that. Well, I don't know. I think Emily was just making sure that a love connection between Shakara and Grimby Ooh. is not pedophilic. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Yes, we... Need to protect the crystal. So we get to have we, a crush. We get to land. We we say a bunch of stuff in front of this guy. He knows so much. That's true. He knows too much. But before, but I just wanted one last thing about the interaction on the boat is that I, again we have this this thing that's coming through role play. This division in the party. Falzern was immediately. Mm, Shaft's not gonna like that. You should uh, you shouldn't do that, Shakara. Like very clearly on Shaft's side of this. Yeah. Without really taking a side, but you know, he kind of leaned. Yeah. I mean, I I thought in the episode you definitely gave me an opportunity to make a perception check to notice they were gone and be able to go down and and take care of this and I I intentionally said, "Have I had enough time to dump all the bodies?" Right. Cuz I I wanted to see how it played out. Yeah. Right? If Sh- if Shikara stabbed him and killed him, then we would have probably had a different session uh but falzerin did come to uh i think made the right choice and tried to talk her out of it and i think there is definitely becoming a division between the the two the group as a whole and and i think it would naturally be that way too there's going to be perfect cohesion from here on out i'm just the the divisions Will That's why we're change. so excited about the next episodes. We all get along arm in arm <laughs> and fight the bad guy, and oh, it's it's amazing. You should see. Well, it. I just yeah the the next the next series of episodes. I mean, there's there's uh, you know one. It's all it's incredibly role play heavy. Like it's all they're giving Leland gray hairs. Like Leland is gonna have gray <laughs> hair by the time he's done editing all the different off the mic on the mic situations. Yeah, well, I mean that's gonna be a listening nightmare for the four of you, quite honestly, more than anything. I can't wait for it though, because these next episodes are. Yeah, and obviously brilliant. we're not. I don't want to go on about future episodes yeah. again in an after party like we did last time. March Madness, <laughs> like, like it's very clear that, and I would say pro- even more so now in chapter two that our show is incredibly role play heavy, which obviously I love because that's that's my DM style. I mean, I think that's pretty clear by now <laughs> that I sh- I I may shy away from orchestrating or or uh, injecting combat into some of our sessions you're not going to instigate if it doesn't make sense in the story well uh, yeah and that's i guess that's probably selfish on my part but i don't care <laughs> so <laughs> but i'm just like you know and we're in Har- 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 a very 
cool place. Well, I mean, no one likes those movies where all of a sudden you're like, why are we in a car chase? You know, they're just adding it in there. Like, you're not just adding combat in there to add combat in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a fair assessment for sure. But I just there's lots of catalysts that now we're 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 really starting to see how these two newcomers in Shakara and Mia are starting to get along with or not get along with each other in, in, between the two of them and of course with Shaft and Falzer and and of course some of the outside catalysts in which uh, shape and mold those relationships. Or what is what's what's the fun? That's the fun, right? That's the fun part. I think, uh, like intentionally, I think the the good part is if you notice, Shaft is always sort of grabbing onto Falzern's cape and pulling him down and whispering things to him. Uh, you know, after what the two of them have been through, trusting anyone else is is going to be really difficult. Even the other two, mm-hmm. uh, let alone after you know the whole Brindle thing and all that. So. Shaft is confiding a lot more into Falzern and almost trying to teach him some things, I believe. Like, hey, you know, t- did you see what just happened there? Do you really think you can trust anybody in this town? Do you really think you can... Maybe we need to be really careful about who we say what to. Maybe you should get your tattoo in your lower back, you know? Well, that's, of course, a good, <laughs> good suggestion. Well, and I, I certainly think that the greatest influence in the campaign so far on Falzern's character has been Shaft. Yeah, I agree. He's the person that um, has been around him the longest in this campaign. Yeah, and th- and that literally might just be why. Like that could just be default. Yeah. Shaft's been around longest, but I-, I don't know. I don't know. Well, he also sort of accepts him, right? Like I don't care if you're really making a good decision or a bad decision here. I don't think he ever really judges him. Sure, you want to bang yeah. Izzy, have at her. But and I mean, they've been through a lot. They've been through a lot of life, life or death situations where they've had each other's backs. Um, there's something to be said for that. Like you, you bond with people when you've when you've been through incredibly harrowing and stressful situations like that. Compared to other situations, though, don't you think that Shaft is not necessarily benefiting by being friends with Falzerin? Like he appreciates the friendships and calls people friends that are like, wink, wink. I can hook you up. You can hook right. me up. He's not benefited from being in this group at exactly. all. Exactly. That's no. why the word <laughs> friend Poor is Shaft. an interesting concept. Poor Shaft just wants to finish the friggin' job, look after <laughs> these towers, but he keeps getting dragged along here and there. Keeps getting the shaft. He sure does. That's right. He's supposed to be giving others the shaft. We 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 learned a lot more about where the, his little nickname oh, came about. Oh, I love that. It was so cute. Knowing knowing a little bit more about the backstory, does it make a little bit more sense as to what's happening now to the to you guys as players? Well, what did we really learn from that? From what we did here, which was you getting beat up and being like, I don't care, I'm just going to eat. Uh, I think the previous backstory shaft, I think you, you found out that, you know, Danzig is, was asking for help. There was There's more to it than just... He could be turning into something else. What I as doesn't Elena matter. Danzig's dead. Yeah. Well, see, our characters, our characters don't know that backstory, John. So, like, as a listener, I have learned that. That's as a listener, I've learned Shaft can care about people. For instance, Nina and Danzig, and there are things that motivate him that are not just money and selfish, right? Right, but you as you as players know that. As characters, you don't. 
does it make more sense uh, as a listener? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. What do you think about about Shaft's character, Em? What does Emily think about it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it tugs on the heartstrings. The fact that, yeah, that he was he was somewhat of a happy person before all that started, and his brother died, and his friend died, and his girl left him. And then he's like, I got nothing to live for. Like, that's sad. Yeah, and he just gave up till John Wayne saved him. That's right. <laughs> okay, maybe we're jumping around us. <laughs> when John doesn't do the summaries, we're just lost. I mean, we need you. We got plenty, plenty of John Wayne talk. The problem later. is, I I said that I made notes about the um, episodes, which is misinterpreted as that I made summaries of the episodes. He did not make summaries of the episodes. I did not make summaries of the episodes, and I, as has been demonstrated it numerous times i have no short-term memory. i will tell you right now 69 ends with us turning the guy in and you guys going to the bar and you go to the bathroom together and yeah. everyone's like what and you go to the bathroom and you make a new friend you sure do that's right and a- another highlight from 69 of course was the interaction on on the dock right oh yeah yes. yeah yeah that's that was oh wow that that took me by surprise did it though Which it didn't part? surprise me well, um, what's his name? Alstoff. Yep. Alstoff Timmerman being involved somehow in manufacturing these mechanical beasts. At least that's what we can assume for the paladins of Col- Coltis. And a deep scion being in his employ, whether he knows about it or not. Who knows? Um, that was a big bombshell for me. Okay, I guess the bombshell was the metal animals to me. But the scion didn't. I was like, yeah, of course there's... I think it probably would have been more suspicious that there not being a scion in, in port. Well, that was actually something I wanted to ask the four of you because I felt... So that this was kind of... It was a narrative choice that I made. And I, I thought that it would be more interesting and promote more role-playing if it was confirmed for the four of you, the player, or sorry, the characters, that there are other scions already here in Heraklion versus, okay, how do we confirm that there are other scions here oh, in for Heraklion? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm glad you did it. Instantly, yeah, I agree. no one can be trusted. Infiltration yeah. could be how far up. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, I think that was that was great because it sows so much uh, suspicion and doubt about who can be trusted on Heraklion. Because I, I, I maybe had some vague suspicions that, you know, who knows who's bad and good in Heraklion amongst the elders, etc. But now there's confirmed Deep Scion on the island, likely more of them. And you have this operation operating, operating out of the port that has to do with the paladins of cultists. So that's super sketch. And they're not all, you know, it's not like the, the docks were just filled with scions either. Cause a lot of people were shocked. And when right. they saw the transformation, yeah. so it, it lets you know that it's there, but it's not rampant at least. Mm, as far as John was listening. Ooh. <laughs> I just smile and nod as if I made that observation too. Yeah. Yeah, just because I listen doesn't mean I always remember. <laughs> or or remember correctly. I do think there was some shock. I'm remembering that, yeah. So then we almost let our prisoner escape. 
Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was funny. We all just, like, we, <laughs> the five of us forgot yeah. about him for a second. Yeah. <laughs> and then spilled all sorts of uh, secrets while he's standing directly beside us. Oh, for sure. That is the problem with theater of the mind. Yeah, totally right. It's very easy to forget who's around. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I, it was interesting. I, I don't know if we talked about it. Actually, I don't remember it in the episode, but... Did we say how? What are you going to tell the uh, the guards when you turn this guy in? Yeah, we we did talk about that, and basically it came down to Mia making a successful um, performance check to convince the guard that we're the good guys and this guy's the bad guy. It's kind of a little metagamey, but as Mia, my persuasion is on point it's so good that i'm like i can persuade anybody i'm so charismatic blah blah, blah. so yeah. i didn't even feel like i had to say anything great if i'm gonna do a check i'm gonna get a hot like i, I have a plus seven <laughs> <laughs> well don't don't think that i won't take into consideration that you make a shit point if you're like um do this just because and roll me a 27 persuasion i don't give a fuck how high you roll we just spent 10 minutes waxing poetical about how I love role-playing and how I run my campaigns. If you haven't fucking cleared it up, <laughs> I didn't necessarily say just because, but I didn't say, like, anything great and profound, right? It was just like, you should trust me. I mean, <laughs> look at me. And it was like, 20. Which you can make things more challenging. I mean, I wouldn't blame you if you did, because you know my persuasion is plus 7. Oh, sure. But, I mean, again, that... I mean, is that the DM then metagaming? Metagaming, but... So, uh, it was a combination between your persuasion and his crap deception as well. Yeah. There were two sides to that coin in that situation. So keep that in mind as well. But yeah, I, 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 if I were DMing, I would certainly take into account the substance of what is said, not just the role. You know, it's it shouldn't just be the die that determines whether you're persuasive or not. You actually have to say something of substance as well, I think. Well, I mean, we are producing a podcast, so ideally. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, if, if you say. I do know what you mean. Yes. It can be hard on the spot. So, I mean, if next time yeah, I'm like, sure. okay, time out, take a minute, and it's edited together, I could maybe come up with something more convincing than on the what, spot. What you did say wasn't not convincing either. Like, no, it was it, just kind of humdrum, though. It wasn't, like, right. fantastic. It wasn't inspirational. But. Mia and Shakara both probably look like official-looking, upstanding people, right? You've got shining armor on. Um... Exactly. You should trust me. Well, that was my point. You're you're the guard standing there, and these two people come in—a a dragonborn, you know, coming and dragging this this little wimpy guy. And go, this guy tried to kill this us. This chick <laughs> that looks like she does CrossFit carrying a hammer. And, like, the guard looks at her, and when you did, like, we both told our sides, and then when you look at us, I pictured me smiling and being, like, you know, in cartoons, your teeth kind of gleam, and it's like, ching! And then, <laughs> and then like, you look over at the cultist, and he smiles, and his teeth are, like, dark and black and gross, like he's never brushed them before, and you're like, I'm going to believe her. What's your information? And what's... What's the motivation for why we would be peddling that story? To, like, it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense why yeah. 
At, at least, yeah, the guard you spoke to wasn't a complete idiot, at least. Well, if we were like, he stowed away on our boat, it's like, that was not our boat. Like, you know, like, the, like there's some things that didn't make sense to say. Well, yeah, I think if you had tried to lie to him, you could have ended up in hotter water than you were already in, walking in with a bound dude who looks like every other guy walking around this fucking city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With that crap beat out of him. and <laughs> yeah, bleeding, one eye swollen shut. He had a few bumps on his head, I think, from the hammer. <laughs> yeah. A couple cracked teeth and you rammed him with the jaw on the boat there, too, in front of the controls. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so then the tattoos. So then, uh, That was pretty much the end of yeah. 69, eh? That's what she Everyone said. was satisfied after the 69. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, sessions... <laughs> Session 70, Text and Tats. Um, that starts off with Shaft and I back in the... Um, Bathroom. Creepy aura. Ooh, yeah. So um, Shaft is able to do what he does best and have a, a very audible conversation about how we might be in the market for some magical wares. And we find ourselves back into... Um, uh, uh, kind of a shady bathroom mm-hmm. um, and we meet Tenchi who brings us down kind of through like a, a secret stone passageway I think it it kind of opened up somehow and and led it was downstairs right Leland yeah that's right yeah it led down into this little underground shop that he's got and you didn't do an insight roll before you went down the creepy stairs we and the creepy door not. I didn't even care it's hilarious. We did not. I love it. Shaft did look around because he was suspicious about uh, maybe maybe a, a nefarious character being uh, being there waiting to take advantage of us or something. I f- I'm not sure exactly what what he was looking for, but probably guards, people that would be on the side of law, stopping him from this illegal transaction. Yeah, you never know what kind of thing you're going to run into when you're going down in a back staircase behind a porta potty. But you also both just said huh, and kept walking. Yeah. Yeah. So then we we took a look at what was uh for sale. Yeah, and falls and shit over everything that was there. I have usual. that written as down. Usual. As usual. That's one usual. of the notes that I have. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that mirror was pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. It's just it was just not functional. I I mean even Leland said you could tie somebody down or he even kill mentioned them. they could be dead already. Yeah, just, just kill them and first. And still be all. able to take their... If we could only find Erica's body. I think if we had a different party composition. Yeah. There were yeah. maybe a few other... If Gozer and Bryn were still around, I think that Mia probably could have come in a little more handy than... We yeah. totally would have gotten it. Yeah, but then you threw that in the tramp stamp and I couldn't resist getting it on Falzer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't... I only have so much money, Leland. <laughs> <laughs> so the the magic tattoos were one of dozens of magical item uh, listener entries that I combed through and carefully curated and you know toss out the trash and pick this one from from Jess from So if yours ages wasn't picked, ago. Leland thinks you're trash. It was trash, yeah. Um <laughs> like I don't even know how long like months ago, literal months ago she sent this like whatever 
I think it was like after party like six. It was Paul's literally Bill's like, forever ago. Please send us magic item things. <laughs> <laughs> and then the wizard scoffs at the magical items as usual. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, she she conce- she concepted the 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 beast summing of the tattoo, and I just flavored it up a little bit. Hey, I'm so thanks, I'm Jeff. sorry that you don't want to give me um, lots of s- scrolls of Dimension Door or um, you know things like that. I, I can't help it if you're. Well, not you know, if you actually things. visited an actual shop and looked for some scrolls, you'd be able to find them. <laughs> That's what Every I time I was you've doing. been in magic, 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 you haven't asked for a single scroll. That's true. I finally wisened up to what I really should be asking for. Obviously. In the place. <laughs> so there was there was a, the Mirror of Metamorphosis, which was a very cool magic item, actually. But I, I think, like it's already been mentioned, it might be a bit challenging to use uh, with our current party composition. Well, I mean, that that was also me balancing it, too, right? How overpowered would that be if you could just capture someone's image for a second and be able to yeah. polymorph into yeah. that? Yeah. You would have made it more in the line of thirty seconds. That I, I oh might have, yeah, might if it wasn't ten it. minutes. Yeah, see, well, I could have, it. but it was it was more. It, it's a ritual, right? So that's why I went with the right. ten minutes. No, it perfectly it makes sense. Now this this bag of beans. There was the bag of beans, and then there was a bag of holding. Quote. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that. What 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 were the bag of beans? It was a bag of beans. But but they're magical beans, were they not? Random magic. So. So what do they do? Do we know? Do you want to tell when, us what they do? Or when you plant a... the bean that I hope you don't forget you have for the future, then <laughs> you will. I will randomly roll on a table and something will happen. A big okay. bean stalk will start growing and you That'll never know what you'll find. Maybe. Maybe. I think that actually one, is one of the things. Like a bean stalk could come up, uh, a, a whole pyramid with a mummy lord in it could appear, uh, a bolette could appear, um, a bunch of wealth can appear. Ooh, ooh, a huge, let's a great do that big one. supper thing, a feast could appear. Ooh, let's do that one. Who knows? Cool. And then this bag of holding that you described as being is looking different than my bag of holding. Yeah. Yeah. Holds forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say that was a little tough for John versus Shaft, but I did have a uh thing in my mind that Shaft will have come upon some of these uh, things in his past to some degree, so I wanted to test it. But, being the way that he described how it worked, I was fully bought in, it was another bag of holding, and if it was at the right price, I was going to buy it. But once again, six fifty was outside of the, uh, the money. Then, the tramp stamp thing, of course, and some other stuff came up, and then he even lowered it down to below actual price. Yeah, he would have given it to you for four fifty. Yeah, and I almost did it then, but then I also knew I needed some spending money in town. Can you explain what you think it was? A bag of devouring yeah. is what John. So thought what it does was. a bag of devouring do? Exactly what it yeah, says. Yeah, it, it, it functions very similar to a bag of holding. Uh, if you reach inside of it, it has a fifty percent chance of pulling you in, and if you, I think, as you start your turn inside of it, you get eaten. That's it. Straight yeah. up gone. Yeah, and if you put if you put inanimate items in it the following day, it barfs them up in a random plane or somewhere random of my choice. Something like that. So right. yeah, if you stored anything in it the next morning, it would be gone. It, Not who knows where. helpful in any way. Interesting. No, but since he would have been helpful for Rick. said that it had teeth, 
is what made the difference. If he didn't say that in his description, it would have been all in on that. Why would it have been helpful for Bryn, Emily? Hide the bodies. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to think of um, a a way that that bag of devouring would be beneficial. Kill someone and drag them in the bag. Yeah, if you're an assassin, you can get rid of your uh, yep. victims. Yeah, we could be throwing all those people we killed on the deck into that, rather than over the side, which they might reanimate by some other magical If Shaft could convince actually... Mia that the guy, like, let's say I grapple someone not to kill them, and you're like, we'll just put them in the bag and take them out later, like, <laughs> you could convince her to do it. Like, she wouldn't know. A, a, bag, of, a bag of devouring serves as a, a mouth for an interdimensional monster that eats that's basically what it is so we could put the kraken in it you wouldn't be able to fit the kraken in it we could put him a little bit at a time (laughs) chop off the tail (laughs) chop off his arm (laughs) one tentacle at a time it's a delicacy so um shaft convinced you know and i actually listening back i felt bad because i did really (laughs) poo-poo the tattoos and and afterwards i realized they're actually quite cool and I'm excited yeah. about having them. Yeah, and and I so I think I've mentioned in one of our future play sessions, I am officially right now retconning their duration. They will last a full hour instead of just oh. whatever the. I think I said ten minutes. You did say ten minutes. They now last for officially. They're going to last for an hour. Oh, okay. Wow. Nice. Because I think that promotes more uses other than just combat uses for those beats especially the the like lower challenge rating ones that's sort of what i had in mind when you i think that came out a little bit in the episode is that i i was interested in in having kind of like a fine familiar where you could use yes, them as but a they, scout they don't no they don't function like a familiar though right which we made clear in the episode but they will the summon creatures they do last for an hour now not 10 minutes okay i mean personally i pride myself on the fact that mia asked if his tattoo was a turd but yeah <laughs> Which I was upset about, quite frankly, because Leland had just described how intricate and... Um... Yeah, so that, that canon was Mia being a bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Two falls in. I kind of loved that it. it was like one of the first shades I ever threw is Mia, where I was like, is that a, a turn on your lower back? Unbelievable. Well, because I thought, you know, it's Very your judgy. lower back. How well can you really turn around and see it? <laughs> So, like, I can convince you that, you know, it's kind of like when you get something written in a different language, Chinese or whatever, and you're like, you think it says, like, serenity, and then you find out it says... It could be a character for anything, yeah. What does it really say? It's like, I'm an idiot. Falzern does Pilates, so he's more than capable of seeing his lower back. He would frickin' do Pilates. He would. Yeah, I mean, if you're a wizard, you need to be one with your mind and your inner being. You didn't describe, like, the Pilates setup at your humble abode, like... Well, that's what the second bedroom's for. That's what the second bedroom's for. There's, like, a swing and... There's there's a local gym that he he has a membership to. (laughs) A local wizard gym. (laughs) (laughs) It's barely barely staying in business. Well, yeah, right? A couple mats. (laughs) Being dexterous in D&D is overpowered, so that does... It is smart that you... Yeah. Like half the skills have to do with decks, for God's the sake. The Pilates so. <laughs> help him zero with his initiative. Well, he's very bad at it. So. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he pays the he pays every month but doesn't go very often the gym loves him as a member yeah something tells me these tattoos are going to come in handy like this oh crap we should have used the tattoos (laughs) (laughs) that sounds exactly like us oh crap we should we should have looked in the back of the library it's like every other magic item leland has given me that i promptly forget i own now, now did you describe how they work yeah i actually don't recall if i i think i uh, i haven't written down for sure i don't know if i, I don't think told you specifically you said how you activate it you summon with a bonus action that's ba- you know basically if you if it was in combat it would just be a bonus action to summon it barry <laughs> you flick him off john's rub, you rub it you gotta rub it you're gonna have to rub it that'd be the only way to do it I can see Shaft like rubbing and just giving a little kiss to the biceps. Barry, go get him. Yeah. <laughs> well, should one of you ever activate it, you'll see my when I describe how it looks and how it feels. Will Barry sound effects be included? I was gonna say I sincerely hope. I never said that was Barry the Badger. I mean, it's just a badger. Well, can All badgers you make sound badger differently. Sound you can't just replicate. Barry, I feel like that would be an insult to his memory. Yeah. And an insult to the new badger since Barry there was such crap. There it is. <laughs> you have to shake your head when you do it. So yeah, Shaft got uh, a badger with a B underneath it. Mm-hmm. A badger um, with a B. Right. I Shaft? thought you were just spelling it. Badger with a B. <laughs> did you get a hornet? Oh no, you got a raven. Raven. I got a swarm of ravens. Swarm of ravens. You got the stinger. Falsey got, yes, Falsey got uh, the giant wasp on his arm after he saw Shaft get get one on his arm. And uh, the giant shark on his lower back. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't get the killer whale, dude. I thought about it, but I think I think the giant shark was a higher. The giant shark is more powerful, yeah, you're right. So that's why I went with that, as much as I like the And I mean, free willy. And I and I like Tenchi's <laughs> professionalism that he doesn't go below the waist or above the knees. <laughs> it would only be free willy if uh, Tenchi were to bend his rules a little bit. <laughs> oh gosh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the inner thigh. <laughs> I don't think you just get the killer whale on the shaft. Ooh, all right. <laughs> no, Falzern got the killer whale. Just right. Oh. <laughs> right, right. My oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> Well, you spent four hours with Tenchi in, in sure good did. company. I I think Tenchi is quite a nice fellow, despite Shaft shit-talking, his price is right in front of him, and falls in... <laughs> poo-pooing. <laughs> poo-pooing his entire selection. Yeah. Like, he has a limited market, really, right? Yeah. I mean, he's not getting a lot of action down there at it's the docks. A, he's a bit of a black market dealer, so, I mean, his prices are going to be higher. There's a, there's a cost to have procuring them, that's for sure. It was some cool flavor how you um, how you added in the the ingredients that go into the mortar and pestle that he grinds up, and that was cool. Not perhaps the most sanitary um, way to get a tattoo, but yeah, disgusting. <laughs> well, that's also why he could only give one of each tattoo because he only had the ingredients right. for a single yes tattoo. Otherwise, you could have just got six berries all over your body. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, while you guys decided to take four hours, I thought maybe, 
I mean, we kind of poo-pooed it too. Like, we were in the library and it's like, we should know more than this. And Leland's sitting here like, I told you so much stuff. That's another note that I took is is Elena, um, Elena getting quite obviously annoyed that she wasn't finding out anything. Yeah. And I, of course, <laughs> cut out my annoyed reaction to her annoyance. I for mean, the I, appreci- final cut. I appreciate it. Like, <laughs> at this oh, point, boy. we've been recording together for like a year. We're pretty much like treat each other like family sometimes. We get a little sassy. It's We record together. It's been a while. I, as Elena, I get in, I get irritated when I want to progress certain storylines or find something and I'm not. And then like, you're like, how's the library organized? And it's like, ugh, terribly. No, I, I'm, I'm glad that you were annoyed because I mentioned it in, I think, 71, yeah. like after all this time, it's very clear to the two of your characters that how come this is, we're not finding this information. There is crap missing. And it's yep. all in the back of the library, where the librarian told you to <laughs> go, and we back. never went. Listen to the librarian, yeah. She likes the books in the back. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, let's see how that plays out in future episodes. Hey, I'm, I'm subscribing for that. <laughs> There's my new show we took away from it. That's not to be, Yes, what know, did What did you ignored. learn, then? I don't have my notes in front of me. We learned how to recognize a kraken lair. I think that's right. that's very. I mean, if we go hunting for a kraken, that's helpful. Right. We know that the krakens create deep scions, but apparently this kraken, obviously this kraken, didn't create the deep scions that were already there because the kraken wasn't already there. So something else, correct, is right. creating those deep scions. We don't know. Abolith can as well, and other. Which would mean beings. there's an abolith out there somewhere. That's not a good thing. That'd be less than ideal. Yeah, I mean, it's cool to know that, like, as Mia, like, that Falzerin is not misleading us with the trade information. Like, as far as we know, that all checked out. That is important to Shakara as well. Falzerin was not lying to her. It's very important to Shakara. Once fully grown, like, the Kraken is intelligent. It can communicate telepathically. Very intelligent. Communication telepathically, like, that's pretty important if they're... Can it understand languages it knows many it languages has a, many languages. it has a disdain for civilization yeah i think the kraken has a 24 intelligence or something wow wow and it says many languages is what i wrote down but they seek a layer we can now recognize the signs of a layer we understand how the deep signs are related um i mean i didn't find much out about neogi that was like a big gap of information right which that actually makes sense since the neogi are from a different planet. Plane, yeah. No, not plane. Not plane. Oh, sorry. Not plane. Planet? It is planet. Yeah. Okay. Um, I did take away from it that I shouldn't have in my backstory like a year ago or whatever, let the guy get away. Like, he's obviously just going to cause more destruction and chaos or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you definitely have a better understanding of how the mind control works, too. And basically, like, yeah, it, it is literal enslavement. Yeah, like the doing. tattoo denotes someone that was under the influence doesn't mean they're necessarily under the influence right then, which I think I kind of took away from when we played my backstory out as well. Like, I ran into people in bars and stuff. They would have the marking, but they were not, like, gorked or whatever. Right. Yeah, absolutely. How's a tattoo get on them? I do not know that. You go into a bathroom in the With back tenchi. of the... <laughs> <laughs> That's typically how it yeah. works, yeah. 
Um, the deep scion. I mean, we now know that it's done willingly. So I guess like remember the watery death and all that. If someone was not willing, would they just die then? Yeah, yeah. I think I wasn't entirely. I was. I wasn't as clear as I could have been. But when I said when I meant when I said it was willing, like yeah, the the. And I, I did say in the episode that like the the entity is basically a, coming to these people in a moment of death and saying, "I can save you, but you're going to be my bitch now." Right. It's pretty yeah. much right. But like, but but you will live in service of me now. It's a death by watery means, but it's a self preservation of sure. Right. It's that individual being like, "I want to live." Yeah. Okay. Yes. Please save me. Basically. And that's what I meant when I said willing. I hope that that wasn't confusing. Is it's like someone like seeks out like yeah, make me a deep scion. Like <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. <laughs> the last note I had about the deep scions is that like literally their purpose is to infiltrate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're sort of like an agent now. Um, Mia made a really interesting comment that was brought up a second time as well. That I think was a very good thought. I don't know how much validity there is to it, but I think it's a, a good line of thinking. And that is that Krakens originally were in bondage to these powerful gods or beings that had um, power over them back, back way back when, and they broke free from that bondage. And you could assume would do anything to prevent or, or to, um, to avoid being in that similar similar situation again, and now we have a kraken that's been summoned, and we could assume is likely been summoned by a powerful person or being in order to carry out their whims. So you've you've probably got a kraken that's going to be a very intelligent being that has potentially been put into bondage again, which is very much against its nature. Whether we're going to be able to take advantage of that or not uh, is anyone's guess, but I thought that was that was a good thought. We will return to your scheduled programming shortly, where we are currently experiencing technical difficulties. Oh, lovely technical difficulties. So if it sounds jumbled, listener, that is the reason we just lost a bit of recording. Back into whatever the hell we were talking about. We're talking about cracking layers. Who knows how much of that is actually still on mic. But Bill brought up the good question of whether or not what was happening with Erica's layer is similar to what was happening with the cracking layers because I didn't describe the actual effects detail on mic. And I have them in front of me now. So yes, a kraken layer, around a kraken layer, um, krakens can also alter the weather through the power of their layer, much like the infinite storm Ooh. around Erica's layer. Uh, sometimes uh, water elementals are prevalent around a kraken's layer, and any aquatic creature within six miles of it, with an intelligence score of two or lower, basically obey by the kraken and defend its layer's uh, area. And... I will probably I will probably add more effects to that, which I again will then should the party come across it, they'll be like, hey, you know what this is, kind of thing. I mean the infinite storm right there, that's amazing. Yeah, definitely an overlap. But it doesn't control tattoos though. 
<laughs> yeah, would it control the I, shark? Nowhere, nowhere in that text did it say anything about tattoos. What's the intelligence of your tattoo? <laughs> well, it's on his back. So it can't be too intelligent. Definitely <laughs> lower. Gotta have than a two. negative there. It's a lower than two back tattoo. Okay. Yeah, so there's stuff to know yet. One last thing that I have written down here before we move on to 71. A couple times. Now, there's part. There's a part that I obviously didn't listen to because it, I was I had to go off mic for Shakara. Shakara mentioned a couple times great scions. I don't know if that I was noticed that her misspeaking or if there's something that I don't that know about. That was definitely her misspeaking. Yeah, I oh. caught that too and added I'm like, oh, okay. she said great scions. I didn't catch that when we were playing either. It was funny. Well, it's like you saying Port Randis, Bill. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I yeah, would never. Stuff it. Stop it. And we well, all I say Shakira, to... so whatever. I was starting to, you know, think of um, conspiracy theories and the like, so. You're giving Leland ideas. Stop it. Yeah. There are so many conspiracies in Aspara. It's crazy. Yeah. I think the other question that probably got lost in technical difficulties was, do we have any hunches of what greater being is uh, summoning this kraken? No. <laughs> that was the ultimate answer, yeah. Easiest five seconds of recording we ever recovered. <laughs> but, like, I think last time, before the issue, there was five minutes of saying, we each have different strings pinging to different people, and if we all could put our heads together, we might. Yeah. You had Erica. Pu- yeah. Erica's pulling the strings. Eric- Erica could for sure be pulling strings. My money's riding on Erica, but... John, you had a good analogy about the puzzle. He's like, John said, I think we got the edges of the puzzle. We just, you know, no idea what's in the middle. Right, yeah. You know, it's a bunch of freaking, like, one color pieces that you're just, it's taking forever. I think we're getting the pieces a little bit here and there, and... We just don't know what the picture looks like. It's starting to make sense overall. Yeah. Uh, We just have a lot of different... Uh, little sub stories that we're finding i think as we go are intertwined uh to some degree and we don't know how it all links up together there's nowhere to place your loyalty because none of it sounds good (laughs) right yeah yeah there's no there's no side to be on except for isabella no i i don't think there's I, i don't think we definitely do not have enough information to say if we're the good guys or the bad guys kind of thing. Ooh, that's an interesting right. perspective. Right. I mean, you, you you can say you're doing, and I think, well, we don't, not yet. I think that gets brought up at some point in time that you don't know. If you think you're doing the right thing, you might find out you're not. Yeah. Like Shaft with his brother. Yeah, you might think <laughs> you're doing the right thing, but you're actually not. <laughs> oh man, man, what if we're not the good eye good guys? Ugh. Of course That's we right. are. But I chose Have a good character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> Have you met Falzern? Yeah. Have you met Falzern? What if there just are no good guys? What if you're just people? So the last thing that happened in seventy was the end credit scene with Stat Dorf. Oh yes, that's right. Oh. Yes. I loved it. He lives. That was great. Yeah. Listener, that if was you fun. did not listen to the end credits, listen to the end credits. 
And that's not the first time we've had an end credit, just in case you've been missing them. You gotta listen through. So this is a, a different island, right? Yeah, who knows where they, who knows where they are. <laughs> I mean, we know how they're wiping, but we don't know where they are. They didn't describe the leaves and what they look like and <laughs> no. so we know what island it is. I mean it could be poison ivy. That's shipwreck one on one. If you're putting ivy. a message out there, you gotta describe your surroundings. Like come on, Stator. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful all right so let's move on to 71 71 opened up with a fan favorite horrick returning oh yeah oh, yes. oh, what the Many heck did said. you say very few no one knows what he said no does anybody have a theory about what he says i mean no i didn't idea. even try i to put understand it on it. speaker at work and i listened to it three times with another person and neither one of us had a freaking clue <laughs> I mean, not even not even through context. Nope. I mean, the the other person listening had no idea. But it... that's my favorite part about Hork is that you can't understand a word he says. <laughs> he said I "we" at one point, which was kind of Scottish, right? He said "we" something. <laughs> you got "we" up. All that. Yeah. <laughs> I did better than that, but I when we recorded it, I stopped for a second, and then I just. Could not laugh, and I go, I have no idea what the hell you <laughs> yeah. just said. So. Well, I will say this recording was a lot less bulleted. I think we described yeah. the the first one as it was. It was way much more off the cuff, um, uh, and more along the lines of us just playing like we normally do for the show. Horik was just annoyed, like they've been out, like in the opening narration, that. they've been out there for months looking for signs of Danzig. And he basically said, like, what are we still doing out here, Chef? Like, you, you just don't know when to quit. Like, what are we still doing? Yeah. Is that what he said, though? Yeah, that is what he said. Say it again? Yeah. Let me hear this. I need to verify. Uh, what, are you, what are we doing out here? Or I don't know what we're still doing out here. You don't know when to quit. No, no I don't understand you unless you speak Horik. Hold on. <laughs> oh, I don't have it in front of me. I can't do that. I just, see, that's the problem. I painted myself in a, in a hole here. I can't do that without writing out his line. Like, literally, phonetically <laughs> writing out what I need to say because I can't. That's awesome. <laughs> that's dedication to your craft right there. I really question what that phonetic look lo- looks like. <laughs> like... I, I mean, I think the intention, the emotion of that scene was to be uh, that Shaft and Horrock are having a bit of a rift right between them i don't know if that came across completely but they're they're definitely uh frustrated with each other and their friendship is very strained right yeah even if you don't understand what he's saying that's the emotion yeah yeah (laughs) yeah he's, he's had enough of this goose chase that you're on yeah so I think we already talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the episode, but yeah, the idea really was, and I think it came across for the sort of show Shaft doesn't have much to live for at, at this point, and right. sort of the uh, uh, the creation story of who he was to who he is becoming. Right. We're introduced to a new NPC. Uh, absolutely one of my new favorites. Oh, yeah. Killian. <laughs> Killian Van Koren. Killian's pretty cool. And we learn we learn how Shaft got his name, which is via Killian. That's oh, right. Killian. But how did you end up with a brother named Rod then? <laughs> He's one of my other brothers. Uh, uh, yeah, 
We... <laughs> It, it, it doesn't all have to make sense. Okay, all right. Fine. <laughs> it's, it's a cosmic coincidence, Elena. It was meant to be. Shaft Tobias was put on this path and has led him to where we now are in the present with him because it was fated to be so. I mean, Mia certainly should would definitely feel a kinship with that. You say cosmic and I say Niyogi. Cosmic, Niyogi, Cosmic, Niyogi. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that John Wayne was called a duke because that was the name of the family's dog? I did not. You know what? It's so funny now. My whole YouTube feed is covered, littered with John Wayne Westerns coming up, recommending to me now. (laughs) I watched one western with john wayne <laughs> now all i see on my youtube you recommend. screwed your algorithm now <laughs> there's a lot of like free westerns up on youtube so yeah we um I, i'm sure that hork isn't actually dead it just appeared that way because otherwise i will be furious well there's been in there's been in-game confirmation that hork as at least when Balzerin uh and shaft met uh what was his face gozer's enemy oh my god why i'm clash clash wow yeah clash, clash confirmed yeah, at least then and so clash yeah clash oh, i don't know how many days ago that was in game time but confirmed that hork was alive and fighting the neogi yeah oh did he part of the okay. part of the orc resistance fighting the shaft Yogi. was gonna was about to kill him right i think i was about ready, and he said something about Horik, and I said, well, hold on a second. Yeah. Yeah. Horik's alive? Yeah. Or something That's to that right. effect. Yeah. Wow, that was when Gozer was still alive. That was ages ago. Yeah. Yeah. So so Shaft gets captured by the um, by the, the Rockshod. Is that right? He got captured by orcs that were not sporting any type of tribal no colors. colors or anything. No tribal colors. Well, the Gorlocks and the Rockshod were fighting each other. Yep. But when he was captured, there was no color identified. No, no. Right. Yeah. Hmm. There was a lot of him getting knocked out, waking back up, getting knocked out again. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets he back up saying, again. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I got nothing to live for. And they're like, never going to keep him down. And yeah. then he, he spits on the orcs. That was great. I love that. Oh, yeah. Chef spitting out. on the orcs. It's hard to hard to get an orc to kill you. I'll say that, especially not until you're marinated correctly. Gozer would have killed you. What what was <laughs> what were you thinking there? Like trying to get him to to kill Shaft. I mean, I guess Shaft lost you, what he cared you know about. That, that Shaft doesn't die there, but yeah, Sh- Shaft was good with with being killed, right? Yeah. And there was no point in waiting around, really. I mean, I I I think I said something to the effect of yes. You know, nothing to go back to uh, home, his hometown for. I mean, they've shunned him due to his relationship with his brother, right? Uh, he's he's really not welcome back in town. Uh, you know, Nina's gone. Uh, now Horik is most likely dead. And he has nowhere to go and, and nothing left. The question becomes, who is Killian, this human sharpshooter, and why does he care? What is his what is his goal? What is how did he get to where he was? How did he see you? Like there's just a million questions about Killian. 
Is Killian even still alive? I mean, who knows? This was a point in who time. Who is he? In which Where is he? What at. happened? Yeah. I I uh, I drew the conclusion that Killian is how Shaft got introduced to Detmer. Um, so I would assume Killian is has some associate maybe work, does jobs for Detmer, but that wasn't explicitly said. He's obviously a skilled shooter, man. Because Killian uh, said something to the effect of, you know, if you want to come with me, I might have some use for you back in. Um, Drew Call. Uh, yeah. Drew Call, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is where Detmer is. Come quat. Yeah. <laughs> Come quatted. Come <laughs> Yeah, the passphrase. Well, that was just a little, another little snippet, and there's more to come. I mean, is Killian where Chucky is? Maybe we don't know. Ooh. We also flirted. We also flirted with the not safe for work tag um, on one of the the uh, the non after party episodes with some bleeps. There, we had a bleep from Shaft and a oh, bleep dude, from Killian. Shaft always bleeps. <laughs> F them all. Killian's bleep right. was really long too, because it's it drawn like, wow, this is the longest bleep I've ever had to put in here. <laughs> like it was like a whole, it was like a second worth of a fuck. <laughs> That's right. We did have a brief conversation about that, and I said, I think I'm going to say it. Should I say it? He goes, Fuck it, say it. I'll bleep it out. <laughs> of course, Layla's going to say to say it. Yeah, I, oh, I yeah. knew I was already. I knew I had the, the go ahead before I asked the question. I have contemplated not bothering bleeping it out for, you know, narrative effect. <laughs> I think the bleep ads. I think it's funny. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's funny. So, yeah, that's pretty much, uh, that's it for the backstory to this point. I mean, that's here. all that really happened. And that was the most important part of 71 was Killian. And another iconic yes. Leland And voice. the nickname, Chaff. <laughs> I wish yeah. you could see Emily's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, the coloring books weren't the most important part? The fact that the library doesn't have coloring books? How could they not have coloring books? Adult coloring books. You are an adult dragonborn, as we've Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we did, we did get a question asking... Um, how offended is Falsey feeling about Shakara and Mia clearly finding his beloved library inferior and useless? What a stupid library. <laughs> organized in the worst of ways. The library is organized perfectly. Nope. Yeah. This is this is was this was what Alphabetical was Alphabetical by subject, not by This was what was frustrating about uh, about that scene. Um, and I think where some of the frustration that made it into the episode from Elena and that I tactfully cut out from my end came through is that like you were in the wrong <laughs> I mean no like you know what I mean like walking into this library it's not like a building full of thousands and thousands of encyclopedias and I think that's a bit of a disconnect when you're thinking of like like when I think of tomes in a fantasy game, I think of like literally like the supplement Volo's Guide to Monsters. Like it's literally like someone's like journal and anecdotes of what they've witnessed rather than definitions like you would look in, in an encyclopedia and that kind of stuff, which is also why, I mean, like a, a lot of things in D&D &D also have 
varying different names in which you won't find all the information regarding one of those names in a single book either. Um, so that that's, I think I had, I have, and of course I have that picture in my head that I didn't uh, really put out there in paint for YouTube. Well, I mean, way YouTube to think about as... it realistically and logically. Whereas... Well, no, I totally got what you were, what you're saying, Leland. Yeah. And I was picturing more like the Game of Thrones, uh, old town library with just stacks and rolls and really sort of loosely organized as best they could but it's Which not really like it's, like you say it's not a dictionary it's not an encyclopedia yeah. it's not a modern day library there's no dewey decimal system yeah <laughs> right but shakara likes plans dewey wasn't around then <laughs> shakara was still very frustrated with four hours looking through books and not finding basically the two pieces of information that she, that she wanted. wanted yeah absolutely yeah, that totally makes sense. I mean, yeah. I think in character... But Mia wasn't getting upset. Elena was, it was getting upset. It was probably Elena was getting upset. I think Mia in general would, let's say, search the planar section. The name Neogi's nowhere. Descriptions aren't ringing any bells. Like, she'd be like, screw this. I could find out more in the next, you know, an adventure of the world again for another six months dissect something myself like figure like she would almost rather get her hands dirty and take the clock apart and see all the pieces instead of like search she love i mean i said it several times mia does love books but eh. just coloring books like shakara yeah no right. i think but that shakara's like, more go out and beat it up than or protect it or whatever than sit in a library on a chair for four hours and not move while looking through book after book yeah. after book after book after book after book after book. Yeah, and I think that Mia's exposure to books would have been different. It would have been, she would have grown up with a different type of book, maybe more religious texts or like biographies, you know what I mean? Compared to like how this is all just so different to her. So she was, fr I mean... Elena was frustrated. I'm going to play it off as Elena, as Mia was frustrated. See, Shaft knows the first thing you do when you go into a library is get to know the librarian well. She'll help you find anything you want. She'll tell us where to go, and then we won't go there. <laughs> you like your books in the back, huh? Uh, yeah. Well, Pretty you, sure that was she'll, she'll help more you find Leland you want. flirting with John than the librarian telling us to look at the books in the back. Did you think the librarian was flirting? Because the librarian was set a book clueless on that booty. of what was going on. <laughs> I take John my books wherever I can get them. Is what Look, the librarian. She's said. from Heraklion, so she's going to have that same uh, at Falzern did when we first met him. You know, I had no idea when Florbin was going on. I yeah, you know, maybe. I'm going to go against the grain and disagree with with you guys <laughs> because Shaft said you like your books in the back, huh? To which she replied, "I take my books wherever I can get them." Because <laughs> oh, like wow. Mia, she likes books. If that's not flirting, I don't know what is. Okay. I but mean, it was in the delivery. We will continue to get into situations to make John and Leland flirt. It's just, it's gonna happen. I was not flirting. And if it's not, if it's not John and Leland, it's gonna be Bill and Leland. There was, a, there has been a year gone by, and nothing has changed in that aspect of the role play. <laughs> uh. And I think that if if uh, Shakara and me are gonna flirt with anyone, it might be with each other. I sign me up for that. <laughs> yeah, I, that's how we'll get some uh, some more downloads. Oh, there you go. <laughs> start, start promoting. Move over, Critical Role. 
This episode is really popular. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's so, going John, on. was there any bit of your solo that you wanted to share with the, the with, with the other players? I mean, I think we can guess what happened. He 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 hid Danzig somewhere. Did something with Danzig's body. I don't think you should say that. I think you're you're saying that based on information, other information you have, not at this point in yeah. time. You were by yourself. You made us leave him alone. I'm saying, let's forget what I already know. I would think you're doing something. I, I'll argue what you still okay, think Okay, or you know. scrying again or whatever. Something where you, you whenever you want a place of Ill, Ill repute, you're really going off, sneaking off, doing something. And that's what I know. I don't think Mia knows that. I don't think you guys, uh, I mean, in character, you didn't have any reason not to let me sit at the bar and, and Oh, dude, drinks, Mia so. doesn't suspect anything, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So, so you think, uh, as the, yeah, as Elena, you think I went back and took and hid uh, Danzig's body. Yeah. Anything else? Did I, did I do anything else? Got drunk? Maybe tried to get some more information out of people or ask about the mechanic stuff that we saw on the port there deep scions or the machines whatever i don't know you're talking on... guy can't say it uh nothing huh she said what did you say scion. what did you say emily I, not, not something that i can't say yet what about uh. about an episode that hasn't aired yet so i stopped myself and now you guys are calling <laughs> attention to it right <laughs> That's once again another problem is we've got a lot of things recorded yeah. after this uh, after party and it's hard to know where those uh, that there's future again information you could have gone back have. to Grimby and said hey let's strike up a deal let's make money doing this and that because I think like we kind of got into it I think you and Falls are in the word friend is interesting I think that you make friends quote unquote when there's something you can gain from it so you're going around saying hey maybe you went to the tattoo artist hey I can get you some more ingredients if you want to keep this business up but I want 10% of the cut whatever right like do you think shaft is only going to give the shaft is that who he is now not to me shaft's not shaft to me so I think what we've learned about Shaft after this backstory session with Horik and Killian is that Shaft is the way that he is partly because it's not necessarily just that he's self-serving, but I think he has reservations about forming relationships with forming new relationships because he's worried about loss that might come from it because he's lost so much already. It's not so much that he's self-centered and only cares about himself and is a backstabber and uses and abuses people i think it's more that he's got a lot of wounds and he's he's worried about anyone any new people that he becomes attached to losing them as well and he's selfish and a backstabber mm. and <laughs> well like you put your you put yourself out there you can get hurt and if yeah. you want to protect yourself from getting right. hurt you don't put yourself out there i think that's part of uh, that's another layer that that I hadn't. Um, but I don't think I Mia of. thinks he's sneaky at all. I don't think Mia suspects him for quite a little, like a little bit. We'll see when it starts happening. It, and I, I think he intentionally, after the situation with you know uh, Gozer and with um, Bren, 
that I think he's trying very hard, and I think I've brought this up many times before, to you know, not give you guys a reason to distrust him. And Falzer and I think we've just got this sort of kinship now because he's been betrayed so much by everybody that I think maybe Shaft has a little bit of a softness in, uh, for Falzerin now to sort of bring him into the fray and go, hey, you're just like me. Yeah, and I think Falzerin's also a little bit desperate for like, who, who does who does he have left? He's got nobody. Yeah, and he feels like he's he's thrust into this this just overwhelming situation with all this crap, you know, falling to pieces around him. I think Shaft is becoming Falzerin's Killian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I know a guy. Maybe, maybe a little bit. Interesting. I know a guy. Interesting. No, other than that, I don't really want to talk about anything that happened uh, yet. I think it will start it's puzzle pieces that will come come together for everybody as we go yeah i'm i'm eager for when we'll be able to go back and listen to it yeah i want to go back and listen to some of the old uh, gozer stuff and brin stuff and i just haven't went back and done that yet so next in 71 we have some more uh library time right um we just we uh meet up back at the library yeah, not much though. Finally, they get uh, Shakara and Mia get information on the Tritons. Um, Falls you looked into necromancy, which was a smart idea. I think Emily had mentioned that even in the episode. Um, didn't find anything that resembled like or mentioned like this black goo that yeah, resurrected like we, right. like we tried at yeah, least. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I did think that Falzerin was looking in to find out more about what could be going on with Danzig, not so much what happened with the oh. black goo, but. He didn't mention that, but when when you know you said necromancy, the first thing I thought was maybe he's trying to figure out how to help Shaft save. Oh, uh, see, I hadn't thought that um, Danzig was dead. I, I was more thinking that he's he's transforming. Still, he would he began this process as as the living Danzig and is being changed into something else without actually having died at any point. But I agree with Bill. Interesting thought. But, you know, like we said with the Scions, right, they're actually die, And, you know, there's all kinds of magic in the world of Aspara. And, uh, you know, even if you think about, uh, you know, uh, someone transforming, you think automatically maybe a cleric can heal this or, or change this curse of some kind. But there are ways in, in the realms of magic that you can also do things. You know, uh, you know, wizards and 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 great magic users that could also have ways of of getting rid of curses and things like that too. So, you know, I think Shaft might have thinking here. He is in the uh, you know the Isle of Magic. If there's any place that might be able to uh, counteract what Surma's done, maybe it's here in Heraklion. Yeah, I, that's. I think that's a very a very reasonable uh, thought, yeah. So that's why I thought Falzerin might be trying to do. Is, is why well, I he didn't kick us off mic, so we know that's not what he was trying to do. <laughs> I can't remember what I was on mic for or what I wasn't. I skipped I skipped all the library stuff uh, this morning when I listened oh, to yeah. the episode. When And I don't I don't think I listened. I think we were kicked off mic when you guys did that. No. no. Just for a little bit. Just for a little bit when I was looking for something specific. 
Yeah. There was one part with Shakar, yeah, where I was like, I don't remember this. Then I was like, oh, right, there was a time The librarian stand. and I went behind the desk, had a little private time. <laughs> and they liked oh, their books oh in boy. the back. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's a bonus episode <laughs> over here. After credits, no. Now, I think, Leland, you touched on this a little bit, and we we can just touch on it for a second, but you made I think you made a comment or two within the episode, and you've made it off mic at, at least once or twice, I think about how it seems like there seems to be a lack of information within this library. And and it came up a little bit with whether Falzern's um, offended by the fact that you feel like you're not finding any information there. But I think the the thought is, is it a bit suspicious that there seems to be information omitted perhaps from the the, uh, collection in the library here? The answer is yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, I don't know that we know that for sure, but it, it it seems like that might be the case. Well, it's nothing that Falzern, uh is unaccustomed to, for sure. It's not like yes. uh, it's not like, you know, this brief mo- time that Falzern was in there, like he didn't find something specific that he had f- has found in the past then finding it no longer there. So it wasn't anything like that. Um, right. There was just, you know this the this world renowned source of knowledge is not as complete as it's touted to be i think is what shakar and me are under the impression of do you think it could be like a situation where he was just so um compromised because he grew up around it and he was accustomed to the way it was where me and i or mia <laughs> shakar and i come in and we're like, where's this? This seems odd that this would be missing. And then he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, the naivety, the curtain's kind of yeah, not yeah. over his eyes anymore. Yeah. And I think I think this has been mentioned before as well. But part of, and this is recent, that Falzern has decided to leave Heraklion within the past, what, two weeks or so in game time? But It's like a month, I think. Okay. Yeah, he he feels like there's not there's nothing more to be learned here, um, and that's I maybe partly intentional that there's nothing more to be learned in Heraklion because they they have their topics that they that are okay and sanctioned to be studied and and learned, and then there's perhaps the things that exist that you won't find information about in the library there. So I mean that pretty much wraps up. What happened, right? We go back, we end the night, I think, at your place, right? Is that where it ends? ends? Yes. And, uh, yeah, not much to really be said about your, your humble abode, but, uh, you know, you got some cots, and you obviously throw some parties there, you know, had a good time. But, Ragers. Uh, you know, that's right. So, uh, yeah, that ended up, uh, ended the, the set of three, so. Mike Caldwell sent an email into us. He said... He may not have understood every word that Horrock said, but he was surprised when Leland went through the transcript because he understood the context for every line he had. He did think it was funny that John didn't understand him while playing it and just rolled with it at times. Thank you, Mike. See, you all should be more like Mike. I think your ego is big <laughs> enough as it is. <laughs> it's big enough where it would probably take all four of you to stroke it. Yes, that's true. Oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> he had a question specifically for me, which I will not answer for the four of you, or three of you, one of you knows. 
Um, and then he had a question for <laughs> all four knows? of us. Who could that be? <laughs> John, I tell him everything. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to know if we go over our character sheets and what our characters can do and their powers and feats and everything before we play, if we read over uh, everything that is in our possession and all that stuff. Um, I can't think of what would have sparked a question like that. Wand of Secrets? I'd try to. <laughs> <laughs> that That's an area for improvement, for sure. Yeah, it's harder when you start with a sixth-level character trying to remember, especially one that you've not played before. Well, thank you for that. Elena and I, she's never played a cleric, and I never played a paladin, so both of us have forgotten our abilities. Major things, you know, like death-saving throws and... <laughs> I guess mine was Radiant Soul. Which was, it was like several rounds, but yeah. You did remember eventually. Yeah. I said I need to remember and then didn't remember. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's a lot to, to know. And I do try to read it, but I don't always. I can't like imagine it. because I still struggle with Falsey and he's been my only character for this entire time. As far as I know, Falsey has four spells. Flaming Sphere. Flaming Sphere is often. Flaming Sphere, Fireball, Fog Cloud, and now Liam and Steiny Hut. Those are the only four fucking spells I've ever seen you cast. (laughs) Like, is your spellbook full of empty pages, or what the hell's going on? Oh, no, he does use shield. He uses shield. Oh, yes, that's right. And he has used major. I like to use shatter when we're trying to be stealthy. Shatter is like, yes, at the worst point. Yeah. And when there's. Areas around us that have potential to collapse on us. Mike does so say. So uh, answers no. <laughs> he loves the show and looks forward to every episode. We're on the top of his playlist. Oh, and thank you, Mike. He liked Elena's suggestion of having a March Madness super schedule. Well, he knows it'll be you. a lot of hard work, but he's excited for things that are upcoming. You're in luck, buddy. You are in luck because when this episode drops on March 16th, will be the beginning of. The Incredible the drum Party, roll. March the Madness 2020. Pretend there's a drum roll. <laughs> and uh, with global events going on, the actual March Madness is unfortunately canceled. But you can tune in for hours. We will be uh, releasing. It actually only amounts to two extra releases. Fill out your brackets. Who would win? Falzern versus Mia. There you Shikara go. versus Shaft. That's right. Um, We're so in the final four. The next, the next two weeks, we'll have three releases each week instead of just the normal two because we love you so Yay. much listener. Oh, so exciting <laughs> there's so much good stuff yeah it's gonna be awesome to be able to really get into some interesting stuff that happens over the next handful of episodes we were very much on board with it because we had to do nothing <laughs> and leland of has course. to do more editing well actually in our our next batch of episodes we do have another NBC guest so that was a good time. Emma of the Pointless Parrot Podcast. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love yes, Emma. Uh, it's not Emma's delightful. Yeah, I, I can't say enough about how Emma uh, did such a great oh, job. It's, it's, a, it's an it. NPC like we've and, never uh, seen before, that's for sure. Well, and we've also never had one on for three episodes. As well. The most dramatic NPC experience ever. It was great. I loved it. Not not to be beat. <laughs> yeah, it's it's 
is a good one. Emily is I'm smiling really big. We're, we're, <laughs> she really is. We're going to have a, a good uh, after oh, party next time. We'll just say that. Oh, March Madness, you guys. Get excited. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't wait. Which also leads into, you know, the last few weeks of March leads right up to April 1st. Your which birthday! Is... Oh. <laughs> well, I don't... It's not... Actually, I didn't Both care it was my birthday, but it's also podcast birthday. our one-year anniversary. One-year anniversary. That's right. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah. Love you guys. We love you guys. And to coincide with our one-year, we have all decided and agreed, after much debate and back and forth amongst the five of us and discussions, to launch a Patreon page on April 1. Um, just going to be fairly simple, just three tiers uh, really what we want to do is be able to play more, to give you more content. Um, our first couple of goals are going to be that and more content as in, uh, longer form, um, longer than longer form. I mean, longer than a one shot more as if like a mini campaign stuff. Hopefully we can, uh, be able to squeeze in once we hit that goal, uh, bonus after parties as well. And, of course, down the line, uh, should we meet them to upgrade some of our equipment, uh, like editing software, laptops, that kind of thing. The usual stuff, really. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things we've struggled with talking about, um, you know, over the year. But I think now that we've met a year and we've put out, what, 70, what was the last episode? 70? 71 was the last episode, but 23 after parties. So, I mean, that's... I think we... We hit a hundred yeah. releases this past week. Third last episode, session seventy one was episode one hundred and one. Wow! Yeah, all wow. included. That's crazy. Wow! So, you guys, you know, I think as this experiment that we had started last year, just wanting to get together and play and have a good time, and and it's and here we are going a year later, and I think we're all having a blast and uh, doing it, and it seems to be just uh, getting better and better and. So we want to make it better oh, and better. And, and I think, you know, a little bit of uh, extra uh, money to be able to help uh, get some of that equipment and keep the show going is uh, it makes sense at this point. Um, if you so, are yeah, voluntarily uh, like not under duress listening to 100 plus hours of our content, we want to give you more. <laughs> well and on, on let's one of, go what really one of our main goals that we want is if we hit it we get to replace elena and that's truly <laughs> truly yeah. the one that we want to get to <laughs> you're like please i mean we did set the goal at 30 dollars <laughs> it's like a make a wish <laughs> oh, don't worry honey you're irreplaceable Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like Bryn. I mean, I thought Bryn was irreplaceable, but things happen. Oh. Well, I've heard that some people much prefer Mia over Bryn, but. <laughs> oh, I mean. I still feel I bad about too. Falsey's, Falsey's last words said to Bryn were, were a bit, you know, nasty. You selfish hoe. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I'm not sure that's exactly what it was. And I was like, I saved your life. Passed out, died. <laughs> yeah, Falzern was mad because Bryn stormed into the room with him in I tow. I mean, some people liked Bryn. So, I mean, people like me, Leland, get over it. I liked it. Bryn. Uh, people like your characters. 
Oh, so you're going to draw the line there. You're going to say Matthew Jude said Bryn was his favorite, not Elena? That's where you're going to draw the line? Well, if that isn't, uh, if that's a testament to poor taste, then Jude liking your character (laughs) says it all, I tell you. He did say Bryn, but I mean, I'll replace Kiki on uh, the podcast, it's fine. (laughs) You don't don't have to beg me. This game is broken, could use me. I know nothing about board games. I'd be the curveball. If there's ever a game I've heard of, there you go. Instant win for my team. Oh, that's funny. Well, the last thing we had was our third giveaway that we've been talking about forever. Yeah, so I think a a good... um a good time to have that coincide with is our one year anniversary as well. I'm really excited about this giveaway. It's going to be, yeah, I don't know if, if anyone's taken a peek at John's social media or now you can, you can take a peek at our website. There's pictures up on there as well. John's been working hard on updating the website over these past couple of weeks, but you're going to have an opportunity to win a mini of your choosing within reason um, and have John do a custom paint job for you. So I think that's going to be awesome. Really excited for someone to win that. I may or may not be entering myself into the competition you as well. Wish. I think you're disqualified. <laughs> Bill wants a beholder so bad. Oh, man. Okay. I'll, I'll paint you a beholder, Bill. It's just, it's not going to be cheap. <laughs> I've seen John's minis um, in person and they are exquisitely impressive. So whoever wins it is going to be uh, a very, very lucky person. I think so. Get one while he's still got his eyesight, you know? <laughs> he's turning 50, it's, it's he's turning 50 on April 1st, you guys. This is, this is the big one. That's right. I mean, that's worth mentioning this as well. Your only hope. Um, feel free to bombard John. Please on wish 1st. him a happy birthday. Yes. Yes. And know. everyone, <laughs> tell everyone you know to download our episode, you know, as an April Fool's joke. Just, <laughs> just you know, say, hey, you don't want to play a funny joke? Let's download Incorrigible Party's episode. and then, All of you know, them. All of the episodes. All of them. The that'd whole back right. catalog. Oh, that'd be a great birthday <laughs> It'd present. It'd be the best Fool's Day ever. Yeah, I want the, the, the episode that's released on my birthday. Are we having one on my birthday? Will it? Will it if... If we release one on our one-year anniversary, I, I, if you make that the most downloaded episode, tell all your friends to download. The first they don't have to is listen a Wednesday. It. Just download it, and we can <laughs> we can like, figure it out. <laughs> there you go. Well, we may need to extend our March Madness on behalf of John's fucking birthday now, so uh. a release falls on the Wednesday. <laughs> He thinks he's so special. <laughs> Pay into our Patreon and we can replace him with a younger model. Oh, wait. You'll I'm be gone long before this. I am, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. So that'll be just usual social media stuff to gain entries. And actually, our first tier, one of the things on the Patreon page will be automatic entries into all of our future contests as well. Yeah, yeah. So that that I'm excited about that. You know, if if you if you like us enough and you feel like it's worth uh, throwing us a uh, a little bit of change each month, um, you're automatically entered into any uh, into the mini giveaway, the painted mini giveaway, and any future giveaways. And that stacks with you know you can still enter via the normal ways, but it'll be a, another entry for you. Stay tuned for um, I think. Uh, 
I think we're we're talking about doing some bonus entries for listeners. So you know, let, in previous uh, contests we had the King Gozer um, entry that you could email us or tweet at us or or what have you with King Gozer that got you an entry. I think we're going to do something like that again. Um, to be determined, but stay tuned. Yeah, we'll mention that in our next after party, which I think comes out on March twenty fifth. So yeah, stay tuned. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm excited. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Boy, oh, boy. I need a coronavirus quarantine right now to get through this March Madness. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, you're hard for work and listen to us. Download the back catalog. I mean, you really went to a lot of extremes just to get that coronavirus started so you could get some time right. off work, Leland. So you could get out of coming to meet us in person and flying internationally. Yeah. And... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's going viral. <laughs> oh no, that's it, the wrong kind of viral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a mess. Uh, so, before we end, I did have one other thing from oh, the episode shit. that I didn't talk about was was the very quiet and only the very astute listener would hear when you go down into the back room to get a tattoo, you will hear the Great White North. <laughs> Very quietly as the bell to what let you that? down in. What was the what was the bartender's name? Hef. Hef. A. Hef. Hef. A. The Canadian bartender whose whose uh, call is the signal. Uh, Doug and Bob McKenzie. <laughs> okay, I heard that, but I didn't know what it was. Same here. That's the bell. That's yes. the little bell that SCTV. <laughs> Have hits from behind the bar and <laughs> it it does it twice. Yeah, I need to listen to that. And I definitely you... heard it, but I, I didn't catch. It's... I don't know that reference. It is very faint. Well, and you're Canadian. Good you're not, job, bud. I guess you're not I the demographic I was shooting for with that. So. <laughs> it's for the it's Gen Xers. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> I didn't get it. These little Easter eggs, though, that's fun. You know what? While we're on the topic of one, can we more get thing, my Jake, ASMR in one of the episodes? No, we can't. Um, I really liked the music that you had for um, for that little shop scene. It was very whimsical, and uh, I don't know if you've ever used that music before. No, I haven't. It's it, cool. uh, it was new. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it really fit because, like, it was kind of like tentatively. You're going into this weird, grimy back staircase under this bathroom, but no, it's tenchy. Yeah, <laughs> come, come. See my it letters. was magical. I mean, it took you away from the like badger needles. <clears throat> like it could have been really <laughs> intense. That was it was cool. Oh, All right. man. I think we wrap it up now. We're at almost two hours. This is a fantastically long. Yeah, uh, but you know, shortened with uh, Elena's screw up again with her audio. So <laughs> <laughs> just cut out my audio. It's fine. Replace me. <laughs> Yeah, that is, uh, yeah. All <laughs> no right. comment. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to actually, like, be laying in bed tonight like, John just really hesitated. We've been talking about it on the Discord channel you're not involved in. <laughs> our, our private, private Discord. <laughs> I'm not crying. All right. You're crying. I've been Shaft and John. Hush up. We're doing the end. I've been Shaft and John. I've been Shakara and Emily. I'm Elena, the replaceable one, and I play Mia. I'm Bill and Falzerin. And I'm Leland Steele. Happy motherfucking adventuring. 
<laughs> Leap. <laughs> Wash your hands. 20, 20 seconds. <laughs> for at least 20 seconds. Hello, Lelanders. Your favorite IP member, Leland Steele, here. I just wanted to pop in after the after party uh, to relay a few sentiments on behalf of the five of us. It's quite apparent to all of us, all five of the IP here, that amidst this trying and very serious COVID-19 pandemic, that launching a Patreon page seems like poor timing. Many of us are on the precipice of or are already being impacted mentally, physically, and financially right now. Uh, I mean, for me, the last week, it felt like it took a whole bloody month to go by, just staying dialed into the the 24-7 news cycle coverage, worrying about my own aging family members and and their current non-coronavirus-related health concerns. And I have no doubt that the many coming weeks will feel the exact same way. In the face of all this, the the vast majority of things, they become comparatively very trivial. But I, I think that triviality becomes an important reprieve. The five of us are incredibly thankful to be able to share something with you all that we sincerely hope offers you a break from some of these harsher realities that we're all facing right now. It wasn't clearly stated in today's after party, so I did want to clarify a few things uh, about the Patreon. All things Aspara will never be put behind any type of paywall or, or bullshit hoop for you to jump through. You'll always get every bit of our main campaign, including any after party discussions that pertain to it. And we'll still be putting out one shots on the main feed. We do actually have one in the works, hopefully. We'll get a chance to record it uh, sometime in April and released very soon after. And that's that's kind of really all I have, listener. Just please, please look after yourselves and your families. Practice your social distancing. Practice your proper hygiene. Um, and despite how unapproachable I may come off sometimes, please do not hesitate to reach out if you need a friendly chat about anything. We truly do love and appreciate all of you that that consistently listen to our show uh, it's it's often bewildering at times <laughs> i think we all feel that way so just happy and safe adventuring